Testing, testing. Can you hear me now? Give me a thumbs up if you can hear me. Well, it's saying I'm connected now. So you still can't hear me? If y'all can hear me. Um, if you can hear me, I apologize for this. Um, the phone is being ghetto. Testing, testing. You can hear me now? What about now? Can you still hear me? Can you still hear me? Super duper, super producer, can you still hear me? All right, good. I don't know, maybe it just took a little bit of time. So we're going to go ahead and get into the Niners Jams game. We defeated them 34 to 13. How great was that? I mean, it wasn't a perfect game by any means, but we were still able handled this. Now, I'm very proud of us. Not a lot of, uh, you know, teams and all that are going to go through all that type of stuff. You know, what through what we did, starting off 0-9, the 
NFL history, the only teams to start off 0-9 only finished with three wins. So, you said NFL history. I guess kind of in a bad way, kind of in a good way, depending on how you look at it. Um, me personally, I look at it as a good way because we improved as the season went on. And that's really all you can ask is for us to improve as the season went on. So, obviously that happened. I mean, we're going to go ahead and uh, just text us in. We already got text messages in. So, uh, we're going to go ahead and read those in a second. But, um, Jimmy G didn't play the world's greatest game. He showed everybody that he was human, which we all knew was eventually going to happen. So, he finished the day 20 of 33 for 292 yards, two touchdowns, and two picks. I believe he's throwing a pick in every game. And no, asking, yeah, you know what? I think he did throw a pick in every game. So, um, so that's something that obviously needs to be proven in the offseason. And it's not like he's trying to throw the ball hard, far downfield, you know, and, and take chances. You're just going to kind of like, hey, we tried to throw the ball down the field. Um, we're not trying to throw the ball down the field. Oh, so. Um, I hope you all can hear me better now. Apparently, I was coming in staticky. Maybe it's the reception. I, I don't know. Um, listen for it for a couple seconds and see if you can still hear me. And if it's better now, I just took the headphones out and I'm just using the speaker. So. Um, so he's 20 of 33 for 292, two touchdowns and two picks. I mean, not the world's greatest, and he was going against the Rams, pretty much second team. I don't think they had any starters available. I mean, they had some starters in there, obviously, but most of their key starters were out. I mean, what, they sat – I have it right here. They sat Jared Goff the backup, but he didn't play. They sat Gurley, Aaron Donald, uh, Lattimore, Joyner, Marcus Barron, Alec Ogletree, John Sullivan, and Andrew Whitworth. So, I mean, they were were pretty much about, I don't believe Rashawn Woods played. You can't hear me? Oh, my God. Can you hear me now? This is getting so freaking frustrating. Can you hear me now? Is it better? Super duper secret producer. Give me a thumbs up if it's better. I don't know what she's doing, so hopefully this sounds a lot better. Or you can at least hear me. So, I mean, Jimmy G... Didn't play the world's greatest game. But, I mean, it was against the Rams' second team. So, but we still won. They got the W. We got the W. They got the L. We got the, they got the W. We got the W. They got the L. Next time, maybe you should play all your starters then. I mean, let's be realistic. They weren't going to. They, they ended up getting the third seed anyway. So, it wasn't that big of a deal for them. It was for only to win the division all year. So, got swept by every other team. 
So that's obviously something that we need to improve. You see, but George Kittle, George Kittle had a huge game yesterday. Four catches for 100 yards and a career-high 44 reception on the first drive. So, it's fine? Yeah. Okay. Okay. What well, was it fine with the headphones, without the headphones? Is it still staticky? All right. Well, maybe it might be something with my phone. But, um, sorry about that, y'all. We're still trying to figure out this new technology. Maybe it's because we're at Starbucks instead of the library. Why don't you turn it off so I don't hear an echo? Because it's making me lose my train of thought. So, he had it all in the first half. But, I mean, I like those kids. You know, if you were to make a list of the Niners that you would say, okay, let's say we say the Niners are a playoff team, which I very well think we very well could be. And you could list reasons why. Why do you think that they're going to be a playoff team in 2018 and when they weren't in 2017, they were 6-10? Well, besides the obvious, it's just Jimmy G. You know what I'm saying? For a full season, a full offseason, Kyle Shanahan's, you know, playbook and all that, George Kittle would be one of the reasons why. He's going to have another full offseason in the weight room and, and getting in the playbook and working out. Matt Breida is another one. Um, I'm excited about Joe Williams. Joe Williams, apparently it was quite clear to the team that Joe Williams' body wasn't ready to play in the league this year, but Kyle Shanahan said he could play right now, so he'll be ready. You know, I think Solomon Thomas is going to be better because, you know, I think that essentially having the second day of training camp be the first time that he could practice with the team, I think that greatly affected him. And as you saw towards the end of the season, you saw him get better as he got healthier and, and, you know, more experience, more practice, more work on his technique. Ruben Foster, same thing. He's going to, you know, training camp was the first time he was able to put on pads and, you know, practice with the team and all that. So he's going to have a full offseason to get his body stronger, work on his tackling technique. I mean, Robert Sala, if you can believe it, he said that if he learns the proper tackling technique, I'm talking to you. Well, I mean, I am talking to you, but I essentially figured we can do this like what normally is, which is I pretty much have a conversation with you, you know, but I'm also having a conversation with the audience. So, I mean, Ruben Foster, you get him in a uh, – Robert Sala, our D coordinator, said that once he learns to, you know, keep his feet, you know, not just throw his whole body into it, he'll actually be a more violent hitter without causing him himself injury. I mean, he went out in last week's game. They said that, it, that he could have came back, but it was the end of the season. There was no reason to bring him back. But he had that stinger. And I believe it's on the shoulder that he had operated on. But they said it had nothing to do with his operation on the shoulder. But I'm concerned. Anything, anything, well, I mean, anything to do with the shoulder that, that was the reason he fell in the draft is concerning because Ruben Foster is a big reason on why you think the Niners are going to be a playoff team next year. I mean, if you figure, so we got six wins. Okay, so we got six wins. So you add the fact is that those five games we lost by a total of 13 points, let's say we win four of those games, we're all of a sudden 6 and 10. Or, I mean, uh, we're, we're, we're 10 and 6. You see what I'm saying? And we would have beat the Yams, so then we would have been tied with them and we would have won the division. You see what I'm saying? We'd have beat the Seacocks at least once. You see how this would have all, 
You know what I'm saying? Well, it's not even that. I mean, see, a lot of people want to, I mean, look, it's, it's the progression of the season. You saw what happened. You saw the fact is that you can't say, oh, if they had Jimmy G, well, Jimmy G wasn't available. They tried to trade for him before the draft. Bill Belichick shot him down immediately. So what were they supposed to do? They went, they went forward with what they had. They attempted to trade for him in the offseason, were unsuccessful, so they went forward with what they had. You feel me? So you can't deal in, you can't deal in, in hypotheticals. Oh, well, they had him the whole season. Well, they had freaking Joe Montana the whole like, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Maybe if Marquise Goodwin doesn't have the drop season. Maybe if Ruben Foster doesn't. You know, sprain his ankle, uh, get a high ankle sprain, eleven plays into the season. I mean, you could sit here and say, if, if you know, if um, Eric, Eric Armstead doesn't go down with a broken hand. I mean, you could sit here and do a whole bunch of ifs. But I mean, if you if you sit back and you think about what this could really be, okay, think about we're going to get Pierre Gasson back, okay? So you you say you say. We'll go into next year with the receiving core of Pierre Gasson, Marquise Goodwin, Trent Taylor, and then either add the kid Sutton from the from um, I believe Sutton's from Alabama, or you know you go out and you target a wide receiver in free agency. You know what I'm saying a big true number one type of receiver in free agency. You know maybe get you know take care of some see like Daniel Kilgore he's a free agent. I like Daniel Kilgore as a backup. You know what I'm saying? Because he can play center, he can play guard. I like Daniel Kilgore as a backup. I don't like him as a starter. Brock Coyle. I like Brock Coyle as a backup. I think that, that the team is better with Brock Coyle as a backup. You know what I'm saying? But no, he's not a starter. But that's okay because we need backups. You know what I'm saying? And so it, it, it's – I'm happy because, you know, last year it's like, look, Throw a dart, and, you know, we need that, uh, a, a, a new player at that position. I mean, throw a dart, and we need a player there. You know, now that, that we've had this, I would say, a very successful draft. You know, I said, I said at, the, at the end of the draft, I said, this could very well be, at the end, you know, when we look forward two, three, four, however many years down the road, we could say that this draft was equivalent to the 81 draft or the 79 draft, maybe the 79 to 81 draft that we had when we started the dynasty. You know what I'm saying? We, we got, well, we got Joe in 79. We got Dwight in 79. 81, we got uh, Monty Lott, Dwight Hicks, Carl Williamson. Um, no, we didn't get Dwight Hicks. Sorry. We got Eric Wright, Ronnie Lott, and Carl Wilson. You know what I'm saying? And so you can see this is the, but you know, what was 1979? That was the foundation. You see what I'm saying? And then over the 80 draft and 81 draft, you know, and we consider, then, you know, 85 came Jerry, and you see how we continually progress. Now, I'm not saying it's going to take that long to win the championship. You know, I think that I bring back Frank Gore. I really do. I think that, that Frank Gore's got left in the, a lot left in the tank. You know what I'm saying? The, the Kyle Shanahan's run system fits Frank Gore. You need to bring Frank Gore back because you know what? He's going to teach these young freaking running backs how to do it. What's the Niner way? You know what I'm saying? You cannot not listen to Frank Gore. He's the best running back in the Niner system. 
you can't not listen to Frank Gore. You know what I'm saying? And he's got left enough in the tank. You know what? Hey, Frank, come. We'll sign you to one two-year deal. Come retire as a nine. Get your chance at a ring where you need to wear a ring. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, one or two more years. Retire where you should have never even left. You know, and come and come get a chance to get your ring. You know what I'm saying? Or or take one last shot at, at the team that's drafted you. The team. Frank came out and said that he never wanted to leave. He wanted to be a Niner for his whole career. He never wanted. He I believe red and gold. Because the freaking he felt insulted by he felt insulted by Trent Mulkey. You know, by the contract offer they offered him a one year deal, and Frank said, "Are you serious? I just had a thousand yard season." You know what I'm saying? I'm Frank freaking Gore. Okay, I'm not some scrap. I'm Frank Gore. You know, look, look in rushing history and and, and Niners record books. Frank, Frank Gore, Frank Gore, Frank Gore, Frank Gore, Frank Gore, Frank Gore. He was the Niners' offense when he was drafted. Don't. We're not going to get that. I mean, this is the right type of show. This is the Niners show. Don't get me started on Frank Gore, bro. Because, like, to me, I would say my two, two probably all-time favorite Niners, I'd have to say Jerry and Frank. Jerry, Frank, like, like it's tied between Frank and Steve. But, like, Frank's up there. You know what I'm saying? Because I remember, you know, Steve, I don't remember his whole career. You know, but I remember the day we drafted Frank Gore. You know what I'm saying? And I remember the day he ran around the field slapping all the fans. And I was sitting there crying, thinking that could be the last one, last time we ever seen number 21. And then the 100 units. Hopefully not. But, you know, so, so we sit there. There is, I like this because I like yesterday's game. Because we didn't play perfectly. You know what I'm saying? And mind you, they have their, their, they have their you know, their backups in there. You know, stuff like that. So, I understand it wasn't their best team, and you know what? If the Rams had the Rams had all their starters out there yesterday, we could have very well we could have lost that game, maybe. Who knows? But we didn't play perfect, but we still blew them out. So what does that tell you? If we we didn't play perfect, we still blew them out. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to see us play a game where it wasn't perfect, but we still found a way to win. And that's what I like about Jimmy G, because everybody wants to look at Joe's, you know, four rings and not realize Joe didn't play perfect all the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Joe had bad games, but what happened? He, he found a way to win. He, he, it's okay, Joe, too. It, the, the, the game of the catch, the NFC Championship game, in, uh, in 81, we committed five turnovers. There's no way in hell we should have won that game. But we found a way to win. You know what I'm saying? Joe came through when he needed when we needed him most. Well, I'm just saying, you know, he threw a couple, probably threw a couple picks that game. I know he threw a couple picks that game, but he when when the game was on the line, he found a way to come through, and that's what Jimmy G does. You know, everybody, oh, let's see, let's see. Look, I'm not saying he's going to be freaking Joe Montana, but it's like I told you, as I said at the end of the year. I want more people that when I ask when we're playing for a playoff or when we're in the playoffs, is this player going to be on the roster, right? And now at the end of the season, we have more yeses than we did at the beginning of the season. More people that we could say yes. When we're, you know, 
playing for the Super Bowl, whatever, this person's going to be on the roster. We have more yeses than we don't, and that means we've gotten better, and that's all you can ask from a season like this. Look, we started off 0-9. You know, we were defeated. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. You know, we can't control that. You know, so, okay, fine. So this is all about winning as many games as possible. It was all about setting the culture. It's all about, you know, those players in the locker room, you can tell they're not going to accept losing. You can tell the culture's changing. You can tell Ruben Foster's like, no, we don't lose. Losing's not okay. No. Maybe different personality-wise, do you know the type of leader I think Ruben Foster's going to be? I think Ruben Foster's going to be very Ronnie Lott-like. I think Ruben Foster is going to be very physical, very physical, very setting the tone for the defense. You know, he's going to be, okay, maybe not Ronnie Lott, but he'll be like Patrick Willis. Like, you know, Patrick Willis set the tone for the defense. You know what I'm saying? Patrick Willis was the heart and soul of that defense. I mean, it, it kind of slowly turned into Bo, but still, he was still the vocal leader. You could say Bo was a better player, but Pat, so Patrick, but Pete Dub was, was the, the heart and soul and the leader of, of the Niners defense. You know, that was no question. And so, you know, I like it. You know, yeah, we got rid of Bo. You know, yeah, things have changed. You know, we're not going to continue with the ball moment. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and get to some of these texts. We got from the 415. Do you think they'll bring Frank back? Honestly, I don't think so. I want them to. I think there's very, very legit reasons on why to bring him back, not just like sentimental reasons, like legit football reasons. So I'll put you this way. Okay, so in the backfield, do I like a backfield of Carlos Hyde, Matt Breida, and Joe Williams more than I like a backfield of Frank Gore, Joe Williams, and Matt Breida? I like the I like the backfield. Or let me make this more clear. If you tell me the Niners get rid of Carlos Hyde, but but bring back Frank Gore, I'm okay with that. I'm okay if it comes down to choosing Carlos Hyde or Frank or Frankie G. I'd rather have Frankie G. Frankie G plays harder. It means more to him. He doesn't take plays off like Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde disappears in games. But you're like, where the hell is Carlos Hyde? He's even playing. Frankie G doesn't do that. You know, you always know number twenty ones on the field. And so I'd rather I'd rather have I'd rather have Frank Gore than Matt, uh, I'd rather have Frank Gore than Carlos Hyde. Now, if it was like Matt Breeder and Joe Williams, okay, I'd rather probably have them because they're younger. But um, but Carlos Hyde fell short by fifty yards of a thousand. They had 940 yards in the season. And two touchdowns yesterday. What's that last touchdown he scored? That was right after that dirty hit by that Ram safety that caused Marquise Goodwin to be carted off the field. And you talk to all the players in the locker room, are all like, that's a dirty play. They're like, that, should have, that play shouldn't have happened. You know? And so... Like, I don't think he really intended to hurt him. I think he felt bad that he hurt him. You know, but 
which I'm so fired up for when we play the Yams next year because you want to know why the first game. Because Adrian Colbert, Adrian Colbert is Marky Stewart's cousin. And you could tell Adrian Colbert, I took that first like, that's not my, that's beyond my teammate. My, that's my cousin, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's my family. You, you, you caused my family to get off. And that's the most wonderful thing about football. Is you don't you don't think that, that Adrian Colbert's gonna be headhunting with Sean Woods next year or something? I can't wait. I can't wait because make it clean. You know, we don't want taking dirty hits or whatever, you know. Make it clean, but make it hurt. Set the tone. Make it hurt. Make them think twice before going over the middle. I I I'll show you the highlight later, but there's on that first pick the pick six that we had against Jacksonville, right? You can see the receiver. The receiver slowed up because he saw Eric Reed coming in. Eric Reed was going to blow him up. And the receiver basically short-armed and, and stopped it out. And that's why it tipped off his hands. And Dante Johnson was able to pick it and run it back to the house. You know, could we have could we have seen Eric Reed's last game in the red and gold? He's a free agent at the end of the year. All right. With all our free agents, I don't – the only free agent I'm like, look, I don't care what what it takes to get it done is Jimmy G. That's the only nine or free agent that I'm like, look, you know, I don't care if it takes backing up a whole breach truck. You know what I'm saying? Get get him signed is Jimmy G. Other than that, I'm approaching any free agent that we want. You know, Dante Johnson's gone. But Carlos Hyde, I'm saying, okay, Carlos, you know, you want to be a niner? Here's what we offer you. If you really want to be a Niner that bad, there you go. If not, if you want to get – or you can go get better or you want to get better or whatever, then God bless you. Thank you for your years of service. Because you know what? You know why winning the six games happens? You know what? All this stuff happened. Everybody's talking about, oh, you blew up your draft picks. Me, 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 me. Right? You know what it did? Guess what? Free agents are going to take less money. That's what happened back in the 80s. Players were willing to take less money to come play for the Niners. Offensive players are going to be willing to take less money because they want to play for Kyle Shanahan. And they want to they want to be thrown or block or run the ball or whatever from Jimmy G. They're going to say you have you have I would dare say that Jimmy G is going to be a top at least a top ten quarterback and you have the best offensive mind in football. Why you play offense, why wouldn't you come why wouldn't you want to come to that? You're a receiver or a running back? or a tight end, why would you not want to come play for us? Because I do think we need to improve on the tight end position. I do believe that, that we can get better at tight end position. Well, I think they, they like Cole Hickettini. So maybe maybe Cole Hickettini could show us something. But um, I think Logan Paulson's gone. So that we need to at least get one more tight end. But, you know... Kyle Juszczyk can kind of play tight end, too, so maybe not. But, but yeah, so going back to the game, I mean, I felt so bad for Marquise Goodwin because, yeah, he was only 38 yards short of it. That, that broke my heart, you know, to see him go out like that. But he apparently is doing very well. Um, okay, so next text message. Uh, how many did – it seemed like the defense had a lot of three and outs last, yeah, last game. How many three and outs did the Niners D forced? Well, I'm actually kind of glad that he asked that question because that's here on my note. That's a very weird question because I specifically put that on my note. And here's somebody texted about it. 
Um, and no, I just for y'all listening, no, I did not set that up. I'm not randomly. That's a real deal text message. The Niners would have forced five reannounced, but DeForest Buckner got that um, roughing the passer call that I think is kind of iffy. I think I think roughing the passer calls are really hard to unless it's like extremely obvious, you know, then it's 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 one of the most difficult penalties to call in all football. But um we forced four three and outs yesterday. Alright, well, let me see. Do we have any more text messages? Hold on. Um, hold on. Should I tell the audience about what happened to me uh, the other night and who picked me up in the Uber? Okay, so uh, crazy story. I have a high school friend that's mess- that messaged me. Uh, hadn't talked to this friend in about three years. Matter of fact, we're actually right up the street from her house. Well, her old house. So uh, it's about 11 o'clock. I live by the light rail station, so she gets a lift for me. Uh, that lift driver counsels. All of a sudden, another lift driver pulls up, and I'm like, okay, and I'm, I'm chopping it up about him. And we're, we're talking about different stuff, and we get on the subject of minors. So obviously, I tell him that um, I have a um, – a Niner radio show and a blog and things. And he, he goes, oh, yeah, I do a, a Niner anthem with Shane Quinn, the last year of Candlestick. I go to my Niner playlist, I play this song, and he looks at me and goes, you got to be shitting me. And I said, bro, that's so crazy. It's nice to meet you, bro. Woo, 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 woo. So we're working on getting him on the show and, and getting um, his song on the show so we'll have newer songs next season for, to play for y'all other than the ones that we've been playing every week. But we're going to go ahead and take a break real quick. You're listening to Niner Faithful Radio, only on Radio AFS. The Almighty EA
on the, on the grid, iron getting after it. Bill, Bill Walsh lit the torch and we gon' keep on passing it. Created in a pantheon, the glory of these champions is left to the two-headed beast, Alex Kaepernick. Highs and lows of this franchise, we battle-tested and wise. The owners are on the fan side, a tradition we could stand by. Lombardi Trophy five times and all within my lifetime. Feel the gold rush when I rhyme, I'm locked in when it's game time. Follow what I say to y'all, I'm a hardball, got him playing ball. Great, greatest team of all time, gotta, gotta keep the game on. I know they wanna hate on this new, new level of greatness. Hall of Fame reservations awaits the nation. We're back from commercial. We're going to go ahead. You're on Niner Faithful Radio. Who's this? Hello? Caller? Okay. Um, huh. That was kind of weird. Well, um, I guess we had some connection issues or something like that. So um, we'll go go ahead and get those fixed and go ahead and call back. Um, I feel kind of bad. And they went ahead and waited through the song, and uh, that kind of sucks. I was looking forward to whoever that was. Call back. 901, I think it said. I don't even know where that is. That, that's an error code I don't even know. We could have had a caller from, like, Russia or something. Man, that that sucks. All right, well, let me see. 
Oh, what can we go over? But, yeah, Carlos Hyde, 15 carries, 90 yards, two touchdowns. That last touchdown was basically for Marquise Goodwin. I mean, they went ahead and said that. We scored that for Marquise. I mean, that was that was for sure Will. Um, Brita had a pretty nice game. 15 carries, the same carries as Hyde for 74 yards or 72 yards. And 104 yards total. That means he had 32 yards receiving. The defense only gave up 169 yards passing, 102 yards rushing. So we out we outgained them 251 to 463. 400 yards of offense. That's just that's crazy. I can't can't even really fathom that much offense coming from the coming from the Niners, bro, over the last couple of years. You can even dream of that. Uh, let's see. Do we have any more text messages? Uh, so we got 609. Or, sorry, 602. What was Jerry Golf's final line yesterday? Um, you know, I didn't take that down in my notes. Let me go ahead and find that out for you. I only put Jimmy G's down. So, it wasn't Jared Goff. It was Sean Mayen. I believe it started yesterday. So, I don't believe Goff even took a snap. Uh, while that's loading, though, we're going to go ahead. Oh, okay. It already pulled up. Uh, and it's, uh, it has college football on today. Um, so, Jared Goff, or... Sean Mann was 20 of 34, so he completed one more pass or attempted one more pass than Jimmy G, but completed one less pass. That one pass he didn't complete. So there you go, 469 yards. So that that answers your question for you. Thank you for texting in, by the way. Uh, thank you for everybody texting in all year. That that is um really appreciate y'all doing that. Robbie Gold will enter the season with a streak of 23 going into 2018. He finished the year 39 of 41. One was the miss against the Yams, and the other was um was blocked against Philly. So that wasn't necessarily his fault. Uh, let's see. I'm just going over the last little bits of notes. The first touchdown job, Jimmy G was five and five for 56 yards. So, I mean, that second t- touchdown job was probably our best drive of the game. We dropped two third down passes, but we were six of 12. So 50% on third down, but we would have been eight of 12. If we didn't freaking drop those passes. Um, the Yams were five of 15. I mean, so the defense, the two-minute defense was still concerned yesterday. They moved down pretty pretty quickly during that little two-minute drill. So that's definitely something that we need to to work on next year. Um, Sheldon Day and Marsh got the sacks. Marsh's was a strip sack. I like Marsh. I think a little um, spot pass rushing, you know, third down, bring them in for the little, you know, maybe the spill. Uh, Bill Buck, you know, um, I he, he won't be a starter, but I like him coming off the edge. 
Um, day two, I think Day as a backup for um, Shelton Day as a backup for Buck too. I, I think the Niners could do worse than that. Uh, let's see. McKillar Witherspoon forced the fumble that uh, Solomon Thomas brought back. You know, I'm kind of disappointed in Solomon Thomas this year. Kind of expected more from the third overall pick. You know, he never really made too many big impact plays. But then again, how many opportunities did he really have? Well, a few, quite a few, actually. But then, and then, uh, who got our uh, Keywon Williams? You know, say what you want. He did a good job against uh, Larry Fitzgerald this year. And Larry Fitzgerald has done some, some, some damage against the Niners, as we know. So I like him. He'll be back next year. He signed a three year extension. Uh, so I'll have two more years left on his deal. So he'll be back in 18. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all the notes that we had for today. But next week is going to be an awesome show. Oh, Team Awards. So the Niners announced their team award recipient for 2017 today. Um, Let Ashmont Award went to Marquise Goodwin. He, he deserves that. The Len Ashmont Award is voted on by the players and given the 49er who best exemplifies the national oh, – I can't read it because the screen kind of going blank. Hold on. Let me see. Inspirational and courageous play of Len Ashmont, original member of the 46-49ers who coached Navy and Virginia following his career in San Francisco, died in 1957. The award was established that year. Uh, Juice Kyle Juice Check got the Bill Walsh Award. The Bill Walsh Award was established in 2004 to honor San Francisco's Hall of Fame head coach. The award, which is voted by the coaching staff, is given to the player who best represented the standard of professional excellence established by Bill Walsh. Walsh served as the team head coach for seasons 79 through 88. Was a three-time champion. Compiled records of 102. Three and one, and led the team to three Super Bowls. He twice was named Coach of the Year, eighty-one to eighty-four, and was later named Coach of the Decade for the eighties. Daniel Kilgore won the uh, Bob McKittrick Award. The Bob McKittrick Award is annually it's the best lineman, but Bob McKittrick Award is annually given annually to the 49ers' best offensive lineman who best represents courage and intensity and sacrifice displayed by longtime offensive line coach during his 21 seasons of service to the 49ers. The award was established in 1999 and was voted on by the offensive linemen. DeForest Buckner Hensel Ironman Award. The Hensel Ironman Award is named for the former linebacker Mike Howes, a 13-year performer who played more seasons at linebacker than any other 49ers player. Known for his durability and dedication, Hensel line. Passed away in 1987 from ALS, and Bill Ward established the honor, the award in his honor that year. The award is given annually to the most courageous and inspirational defensive player voted on by the defensive coaches. It's kind of hard. My, my screen is kind of blank in certain areas, so it's kind of hard to read some of these things. Uh, let's see. Oh, we got only a couple more. Um, let's see. Oh, um, Adrian Corbett won the uh, Thomas Heron Award. Thomas Heron Memorial Award established in 2005 by owner Denise and John York. And 
Oh, okay. Usually they say Denise to borrow York, but Denise and John York, and it's presented to a rookie or first-year player who represents the, the dream of Terrence Hammer. The reception has taken advantage of every opportunity to turn into a positive situation and to turn the dream into a reality. The award was voted on by the coaches. We all know Thomas Heron. He's the player that died in the locker room following the preseason game in, in Denver. Ed Block Courage Award is Marquis Goodwin. The Ed Block Courage Award is named for after Ed Block, the former head athletic trainer of the Baltimore Colts for 23 years. Block was a pioneer in his profession and represented the humanitarian who was passionate about causes, was helping uh, causes of helping children who were abused. The award is presented each in his name each year to a player who represents commitment to sportsmanship and courage. Ed Block Courage Award winners from each of the 32 teams are honored at a banquet in Baltimore, Maryland. Okay, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, these are on Niners.com, so if you want to read the rest of them, uh, Robbie Gold, Harry Yeoman Unity Award is presented to sense exceptional commitment to promoting unity within the team and community. Okay, Community Relations Service Award. Uh, together, players from the San Francisco 49ers provided over 500 hours of community service in 2007. Top assistant winners, Community Server and Relations Award, were Garrick Selleck with the Veteran Player Award, Chancellor James with the Rookie Award, running back Mohim, Rohim Moster and his wife, Devon, along with Dakota Watson and his wife, Christine, and their sons as the co-defendant of the Family Award. Kyle Juszczyk received the Youth Football Award by the 49ers General Manager John Lynch won the NFL Salute the Service. 49ers NFL Salute Service Award with Dennis Brown presented with the Alumnus Award for the seventh consecutive year. Dennis Brown is it's a ship. I love Dennis Brown. Brian Opinion is our Walter Payton Man of the Year Award uh, nominee. And Marquis Goodwin is a Gary Never Award. The Gary Awiver Award is presented annually by the San Francisco chapter of the Pro Football Writers of America to the 49ers top player for cooperation, professional style, and helping pro football writers do their job. So that's our um, two awards for this year. I don't know if Kyle Shanahan's going to do his um, – Exit press conference today. Oh, it looked like he just did a conference call. So that's available for you on matters.com. I guess I came up during the show. So we're on to 2018. For those who you don't know the 2018 schedule, they have it in photos here, but I already know it. We play the AFC, we play the Broncos and Raiders at home. Obviously, everybody knows the teams in the division we play. We play the Broncos and Raiders at home, along with the um, Bears and Lions, and we play the Giants at home, I believe. Hold on, let me see. Uh, five in a row, Team 2017 awards. Where is it? Oh. Okay, here we go. Here it is on Niners.com. I was looking for it. I seen it earlier. Uh... I just want to make sure I get it 100% correct. 
Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, we basically, um, this might not be 100% correct, but I know we play the Bucks, the Giants, the AFC. Okay, here we go. Thank, thank you, Super Duper Producer. This is why you're Super Duper Producer. Give me some. Oh. Okay, so we play the Bears, Broncos, Lions, uh, and Raiders, and um, the Giants at home. Then we play the Packers, Chiefs, Chargers, Vikings, and Tampa Bay on the road. And obviously with the Seahawks, Yams, and Tuggles at home and road as well. So I was going over the, the schedule yesterday, and I think we could squeak out 10, 11, 12 wins next year. It was very possible, you know, being very reasonable and not, oh, they're going to win every game. Look, you know me. I, I go into every single game believing we're going to miss. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to – I don't like to put – it's weird to put, say, oh, we're going to be, let's just say, 11-5 and five, because then you're admitting the team's going to lose five games. But it's like, realistically, I can see us pulling out 12 wins. If we were 12 and, 12 and 4 next year, it would not surprise me. I say anything above 13 is kind of a stretch, but okay, I can see it, depending on how good we look and everything. But anything above 13 is that I, I don't, I mean, that's, that's my blowing. If we go 14 and 2, 15 and 1, or 16 and 0 next year. So. We got about 10 minutes left, so I'm going to go ahead and say from all of us here at Niner Faithful Radio, we appreciate you listening every single week to everybody who listens. For those who periodically listen, we appreciate it. For those who are listening for the first time, we appreciate it. We hope everybody's back with us next season, uh, we're, or back with us next week. We're going to continue um, not a faithful radio for at least next month. We're gonna we're gonna think about maybe taking a little hi- hiatus uh, and only doing it, you know, before the Columbine things like that. I'm gonna go ahead and sit down with the station management and figure something out. But we'll definitely be on next week. I want to wish everybody uh, health, wealth, and happiness in the uh, new year. Thank y'all so much, man. Uh, you and the the Lord's blessed me. Y'all blessed me. I can't believe it. The, uh, life change that's happened in you know a little over six months has been unbe- unbelievable. I, I really have my own night show, my own blog, and, and man, I'm, I'm truly blessed that I'm chosen as somebody to represent the Niner Empire, and especially blessed to be the one that's chosen to represent the Niner Empire and all the faithful everywhere for Radio AFS. Um, super duper super producer, anything you want to say to the audience? Uh, she says happy new year for y'all that can't hear her. Uh, she appreciates everybody listening as well. Um, man, can't wait to 2000, uh, 2018 season. We're about what? January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September. Eight months away. Well, seven months away from football, but eight months away from real football. So, uh, yeah, we're going to kind of just joke around here for a little bit. Uh, are there any people calling? Nobody calling. I really feel real bad that I wasn't able to get that caller. Um, I hope everybody can hear me, and I just haven't been wasting my time for the last 
almost 55 minutes. <laughs> so, what a season. What a year. I, I, next year will bring new things. I'll put it to you this way. If we're 6 10 again, I would say that's a disappointment. I would say that's a great disappointment if we're 6 10. No, I don't say you reevaluate Shanahan or Lynch, but I think you need to take a deeper look. Like, look, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan aren't even going to be fired after next season. I say they're not going to be fired until at least after their third year. So, you know, we've got them until some, at least 2000 through, through the 2019 season and probably even beyond that. You know, they, they, I would say at least three or four years for for each of the, um, you know, the GM and the coach. So... Uh, anything else you want to say? Whatever, you're being a party pooper. Did you bring your Nyer jacket yesterday? Later. Uh, so, yeah, you know what? We got about seven minutes. Um, yeah, we're going to go ahead and end the show right now. So, I'd like to everybody thanking. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Thank y'all so much, man. God bless every one of y'all. And just a reminder to check out our weekly blog available on Sports Elite. Uh, Next week, we're probably going to get into the offseason and we'll dive in some some things. I'm going to continue that as well. So, also, another reminder, if you'd like to advertise whatever type of business, Facebook, whatever y'all have on Radio AFS, we have packages available for as little as $25 a month. Email me at NinerFaithfulRadio at gmail.com for further details. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, crazy, right? Just seemed like yesterday just seemed like yesterday we were going to uh the Niners Panthers game. Right? That you don't even remember because you were sloshed at like six AM. Oh, man, you, you passed out at the freaking tailgate, bruh. Yeah, right? Took somebody from the chair and passed out in it. The most gangster thing you've ever done, though, is you just straight walked into the stadium, didn't even scan your ticket, because I had them. Yeah, I had both of the tickets. That's why I wasn't tripping when you walked ahead of me, like, well, she ain't going to get in without me, so I ain't tripping. And the next thing I know, I'm looking around, and you're not there, and I see you over on the other side. You know, so I scan a ticket, and I'm like, man, give me some. That was gangster. Uh, so we shall see y'all next week. Happy New Year, everybody. So then, peace, love, and happiness. Go Niners. Alvin. Stop, out, Alvin. Okay, Alvin, take away the outro. <laughs>